Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode 58 on the Merry Biz Podcast with Kate Richards. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. super excited about today's guest. We had the pleasure of meeting her and hanging out in the Philippines earlier this year. We really loved her bio when she sent it to us, so I'm going to read it word for word. So since she moved to the beach, she never seems to get enough done because the beach is always too tempting and her dogs never want to go back home to work. And yes, we know the feeling because the beach equals so good. But seriously, today's guest is a branding expert and works from the inside out. She's the founder of True Entrepreneur, which is all about clarity, strategy, and branding. And we can't wait to get into the conversation. Welcome to Mary Beers, our very good friend, Kate Richards. Yay! Hello, girls. So good to see you both, see your beautiful shining faces, and I've been really looking forward to this. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, we cannot wait to get chatting. But Kate, the first question we ask is, what has been on your agenda today? Or what is on your agenda as well? Because we're kind of halfway through the day. Well, it's the Olympics. So I was... (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I know. Um, Okay, so I do morning pages. That's kind of what I do when I first wait. Well, I have coffee. And then I do morning pages and I write for about half an hour. Wow. Yeah. And um, I think the idea is that you're meant to just write whatever's on your mind and it sort of halfway through sort of transforms into stuff and mine often ends up like a big to-do list. But um, And I love, like it's been the best thing I've ever done really for my kind of mental health and my um, overall contentment. But... um, I end up with more ideas than what I can actually do in any one day. So um, that's pretty hard. And then the next thing I do each day is I do, I have, I, I have my days in bands. So I have my morning and then I have two morning bands and then I have a big break in the middle of the day and then I have three bands of work in the afternoon. And two of those bands has to go to my other business, Team Bonding, where I do mm-hmm. just a lot of um I, obviously, it's a big business, so admin stuff, but I also uh, am in charge of growing that business. So I kind of always have something on the go there that is kind of a growth-related task. But with True Entrepreneur, um, the first band each morning I work on either blog posts or products, and then in the afternoon bands I work on kind of 
adding that stuff to the website or actually the sort of creation of products like um, the slides and recording trainings and all that, all of that kind of thing. So that's a day, but I take a big chunk of time off in the middle of the day and Mm. I go out with my dogs and I make a nice lunch and um, I tend not to go back to work till about three o'clock. So it's weird, isn't it? It's just, you try to kind of just get into something that works for you. Yeah, that's so cool. So like how long are the bands? Like, about 90 minutes. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. About 90 minutes. So, and one hour a day is made up of 10-minute jobs. Oh. So take, you know, things that I just have to do, answering emails, things that just move things forward, you know. Oh, I like so, that. If I don't do it that way, you know, you just, you never get through those things, you know. They just, if you just let them jump in constantly all day long, that's it. Just works for me. Yeah, that way. It sounds uh, the thing really that's good really idea. worked best, I reckon, is just keeping that first ninety minutes. I like. I don't even go and look at my email or do anything. I just actually stay in bed. That's a terrible thing to admit, isn't it? But I use <laughs> my Mac, my laptop, my Mac, and I just write, or I just, you know, or I'm I think about planning products and yeah. sort of. Um, stuff like that so um, but that that's been really good but of course my big problem is that I am a bit slow with everything not like I'm a recovering perfectionist uh, people yeah. still call me a perfectionist yeah I struggle with things being finished and ready and um, that's kind of my especially with because I love it you know I yeah. think you know, I think I love it and I want it to be really good. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm kind of working in a little bit of a vacuum in some ways. Mm. So um, so maybe that's where it tips over into a bit much second guessing and going around and round. But um, no, but it's all good. I've sort of got, kind of got all my funnel ready now. I've got my product ready now. So, yeah, about so to sort exciting. of the switch. Oh, cool. Uh, and... I'm going to start doing a lot more outreach and stuff like this, talking on podcasts, yeah. and it's exciting. It's amazing. We're so excited for you. And I totally get the perfectionism thing. I used to be a perfectionist, and it, it's hard. Like when you just want – you just want things to be like exactly the way you wanted them to be, and then sometimes they're not, and like yeah. you just have to kind of accept it and like just let it go. I think I'm lucky in that Emma helps me because she's not a perfectionist. So she's like, she's like, oh, whatever. I'm just like, put it up there. We'll figure it out. And I'm like, oh. But I think I used to be like when I was really young because I remember like my year eight English teacher or something, she must have been like a parent-teacher interview and mum came back and she just said, you're a perfectionist, bloody And I was like, oh. I don't want to be a perfectionist. I'm just going to, like, put it out there and do it. And then I started doing that. I think my marks went down, but, like, maybe it helped <laughs> with, like, getting things done faster. I it don't does. know. Oh, absolutely. Do you know when I was um, in my corporate career, when I was around 30, being a perfectionist was held up. That was, like, a really good thing. Like, people yeah. used to um, particularly in the kind of jobs that I had, people would say, oh, you know, she's a perfectionist, meaning I had very high standards. Mm. And so what I've had to do is say I'm still a person with high standards but mm. I'm not. they're not unattainable standards. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, and one of the things that sort of slowed me down is I keep thinking there's something not there yet, you know, like something else is waiting to, mm. to come, um, waiting to be 
discovered. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm ju- just in the last month, I think, with this last piece of um, intellectual property I've developed, I think, no, I think I can go now. I think there's kind of nothing there that I'm thinking, oh, I just wish I'd spent more time thinking that through yeah. or whatever. So can we that- know what the product is? Um, well, my pro- secret. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Ooh, my, my my product that I have is called Brand Three Hundred and Sixty, mm-hmm. and it is is um, you you two don't need it. And if you tried to buy it, I would say no, you don't need. It. A lot of people do need it. Um, <laughs> um, so what it is is I, I review the brand, but I don't just review it. Mm. I send it out to 40 independent people. Wow. I send it out to a bunch of your clients um, and I actually get you to review it as well. So it's based on the 360 model that is a very corporate thing where um, you you sort of have all these different inputs um, and then but my job is to pull all those together and it's a bit like a prescription. It's like, okay, Generally, people are doing really well on quite a few things and you don't need to touch those. But generally, there's a few things that you need to tweak and think about and and work through. And it can just create a really big jump, particularly in things like clarity mm. and um, consistency of the brand and um, sort of getting more momentum and stuff. And the the people that have done it, what they've loved about it is they feel really certain that the changes they make are going to work because yeah. the, the evidence is there. They can actually see for themselves, oh, yeah, I can see that somebody didn't understand. Mm. Uh, so one of my recent clients is a relationship counsellor and he's got a beautiful website mm-hmm. but it was all about, you know, finding finding the one and uh, sort of finding love and finding mm. a relationship, and, which was really good. It's just that about a fifth of the people that saw his value proposition thought that it was a matchmaking service. Ah. You just have to be so clear. Yeah. That's so interesting. What that meant was those sort of ten people all through the survey were answering as if it was a matchmaking service. They just completely had the wrong end of the stick. So, um, and it's, we get so close to our brand. We don't have any perspective. We don't have a sounding board. We second guessing, we're dancing in the dark. And this just brings all of that out into the light. And, you know, what all, nearly all the people I've worked with, they've had a lot of ticks, you know, and that's really mm. very validating and you're on the right track and people get you, they like you. Um, but n- then I give them this sort of matrix that says, here are the things that are going to be high impact and easy to do. So do those first. Yeah. That are going to be high impact but might take you a little bit more time. So start to prioritize some time to do those. Here are the things you could delegate. And here are the things that you might want to do on a rainy day if you ever have a sort of afternoon where nothing happens, which, you know, (laughs) generally I expect those would end up getting delegated as well. But, you know, it goes into – you know, your proof points, the way you're connecting, the way you're resonating. So it goes beyond clarity and into these other things because branding is all about being clear and positioning, but it's also about connecting. Mm, so yeah. It's all about those things. So that's Brand360. Oh, it sounds so cool. It is cool. Yeah. I, so- I'm, I'm proud of it. I don't think it's kind of like research for um, people that – because if you're a company – you would n- never make a single decision without research. Yeah. But 
you know, upwards of $50,000. So yeah. this is under $1,000, but it's the same level of research that a company would get wow. that tells people what they're doing, what it. they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. But you two don't need it. <laughs> we can always be better. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is where where it might work is if you, you know, we could do it on a, a sales page or something where, yeah. you know, sometimes you're really struggling to get to that benefit yeah. and it's just really tough. So, um, but it's been good. And the seeing the results come in, I did my own brand first, Team Bonding, my other company, oh, yeah. and I just got such good marks. <laughs> I was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, you know, and just... Because people are just, it's just that impression. So the way I do it is I take your home page and I just make a 40-second video that scrolls down and then I ask people a whole bunch of questions. And those same questions get asked to all of the audiences so we can compare. And um, I've got a lot of benchmarks and stuff now as well. So, um, But it's just fantastic when it all comes back. They get it, they get it. They know know who it's for, they know what it does, they know... see the benefits of why you would choose it um so yeah it's good and then i i rank on a lot of brand measures and stuff as well so um how contemporary mm-hmm. how, how modern how trustworthy um you know the quality standards of this company things like that and also we judge we ask people to judge whether the price that this company charges would be higher or the same or lower than competitors and if it says if they say higher that's giving you a really strong indication that you're really hitting the mark. That yeah. Uh, it's yeah. So no, it's good. It, it's very helpful. I, I've had great, great feedback from it, and I think the as I, I think I've said this about five times already. But <laughs> the gratifying thing is that people felt finally like oh, I'm doing this stuff right. Yeah. So I need to tweak, but they're yeah. kind of minor. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, on, often just two words in a value proposition can make that change or whatever. Wow. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty amazing that, like, such small little things have such a major role in creating a brand. So, yeah. and, like, one little tweak can actually, like, lead to, like, more customers yeah. and clients and people, right. like, on board with your vision and mission. So, like, That's there's so much power to brand. God. So much power. Yeah. Where do you start when, like trying to think about branding like I mean for us that people ask us often like oh how did you create your brand and we're like we don't know like we just did well I think you two are two of the most instinctively brilliant marketers branding <laughs> people marketers that I've ever met and I Aww. honestly mean that and I know you didn't have a background in branding but what you did do is you were totally true to yourselves yeah. Um, you thought about service first. You thought about who you wanted to serve and how you wanted to serve. You've, you've gone into yourself, into your deep sort of substance and your soul, and you've made sure that everything you do is in alignment with that. Mm. And then you've translated that into a style that you've been able to replicate really consistently so that a lot of, you know, a lot of... The, the visual branding, the tone and your personality really comes through, but it comes through in such an authentic and aligned way. And that's because it's built on those earlier layers and those mm-hmm. earlier layers wow. are the, you know, that's, I call it branding from the inside out. So you're starting with your service, your desire to serve and your desire to see other people 
impacted and changed and transformed Mm -hmm. and then you layer onto that these really the things that your values and your priorities and the your character Mm -hmm. and then then you go to style so style is not something that starts and you sort of go oh I like how that person looks I'll just copy that because that's not how you develop style style has to come from within and then the last thing and the thing that really connects like I draw it like a bridge so the thing that really connects one side to the other is story Mm. Uh, is is, and building a brand out of your own story is really powerful it's a really powerful thing to do and I know that you two did that wow what would be like um like say someone is just creating their brand and they they have all they've learned all this stuff and they have all this in mind like what are the top tips for creating your story like and making sure that's like communicated to your audience or to the, your prospective audience do you know the um do, do you ever watch superhero movies you know the yeah uh, yeah, so you know they have an origin story so they talk about how they got their powers yeah um so it, that sort of is the, it's sort of the bedrock account of the events and the transformation that set them apart from the rest mm-hmm. of humanity. So if you're an entrepreneur, something has happened. There has been a catalyst or a transforming event that made you step off the path and onto a different path. So that story um, and that transformation event is really good. So um I'll, I'll read some of them out. I've got them here. It's like the hero's journey. Isn't it, it is a hero's journey. Yeah. There are some different ones, and so you can kind of pick one. Obviously, Ooh. some of them cross over, but something like, I struggled for years, so you don't have to. Mm. I saw people I care about struggling with problems that I can solve. Mm. I experienced great adversity, and this is how I found my way out. Mm. I discovered this with difficulty, and now I want to share it. I was alone and I found it painful, so now others don't need to do this alone. I couldn't find it, so I built it. And this is my one. (laughs) I was in a great position, but I wasn't fulfilled and I took a leap of faith. I lost everything, but I learned how to adapt and eventually thrive. So it's it's all it's one of those. There's always um, conflict and there's always a turnaround. So that's how that's how you know something's a story. Right, oh, I and love that. It's the um, th- when you're telling a story, if you put somebody else into that um, that moment of pain. That's a universal truth. Often, you know, people can connect with that because they can put someone else in their shoes. Um, the great storyteller, you know, I think his name's Nick Vukovic. The um, the he's a motivational speaker, and he was born with no arms and legs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Incredible, you know, Amazing. and I think because you can see his his adversity with your own eyes, yeah, you know. So with us, we have to we have to talk to that adversity and show what we've overcome because that's how we connect with people. Because if you paint yourself as a as a person who has um, had a smooth elevator ride to the top, that you're not going to connect with anybody yeah. because it's rarely true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's just really important. But there are other stories too that you can use just in your business, like um, fun ones like childhood entrepreneurship. Mm. The, oh, yeah, yeah. On the path, like what happened, um, you know, in my case, I was in corporate roles and I turned 40 and I was just 
you know, I, I was really successful in the corporate world, but I just always felt out of place. I just never felt happy and comfortable and accepted. And and then it just sort of started, to, uh, this idea came to me and it wouldn't leave me. Like it chased me when I went running and everything, and this idea, this idea, this idea. And wow. in the end I'm like, I, I just have to do this. Um, and it was crazy. It was a catastrophe. But, you know, it was, I, there was no going back, I don't think, once, um, you know. Amazing. Yeah. So I think um, I, I actually have a blog post on storytelling because oh, I love I'll it. I'll have to get the link. Yeah. And we'll put it yeah. in the show notes. It's kind of like about, I guess, when you were saying like that child, like childhood entrepreneurship, I was like, oh, yeah, like we have that story. Like we um, would make jewelry, like j- bracelets and friendship bracelets and sell them like on our driveway and things like that. So I always, like, it's like Very looking- common. That's really common. Mm-hmm. And it's a great story. And it sort of just shows you that all that way back, you had that desire to make and create, yeah. you know. Mm. yeah oh I love it I love this so much I I just I love hearing people talk about brand and the stories behind businesses and like why people do it it's just so cool and I guess like then us as like consumers and prospective clients of of these brands it gets us on board with their story so we're more likely to make the purchase aren't we yeah that's right yeah Um, absolutely and because that you know, as I said before, branding is positioning. So you need to get that right. You need to you need to be so clear about what it is you do, why you do it, mm-hmm. uh, what's going to change, you know, what the results are and what you want people to do next, you know. Yep. You have to get that piece right and you've got really, you've got hardly any time to do it and, and very little attention. So, you know, that needs to be your sort of your clear and even your attention-grabbing piece. But the next piece has to be this connection piece. Um, and, you know, the way I think about audience is I think about that you a group of people that are receptive and then within that group is a group of people that are ready and within that group of people is a group of people that will raise their hands and they probably transform. So if you just concentrate on your receptive people, and understand you know why that makes them tick the rest should sort of look after itself and be relatively effortless because as they become ready you've built a relationship with them Um, and as they raise their hand they already trust you and they know you and they know your story because you've connected with them and you've formed a relationship so um yeah and that's why I use a bridge as the model of branding Mm -hmm. because we're we're sort of you know we're the lighthouse we're over on one side doing what we do um, but we need these pieces in place to build a bridge so that those receptive people have a way to walk over to us, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Very oh, my cool, gosh, it's it? so interesting. And it is, it just, like, is a huge reminder to, like, always have this front of mind. And I think it is important to get the the perspectives of other people, isn't it? Because we only have so much, like, like, it is like tunnel vision when you're working on your own thing. And, and same with like self-awareness. And, sort of yeah, thing. self-awareness. And same with like personal brand or like personal habits and things. Like like it's so interesting when someone's like, actually like this is what I think about you in this aspect. And I'm like, oh, really? Like I didn't think that about myself. So I'm sure it would be such a, a valuable thing to hear all of that stuff about your business yeah. and your brand from yeah. other people. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say <laughs> in That's, some rambling way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys know but, what I mean, right? <laughs> but 
But I might tell you about one more thing I've been working on that might help your yeah. listeners, um, which is I've, I created this online workshop and it's it's to work on your value proposition, which I actually call them magic Ooh. words. I call them the magic words Ooh. because there's so many people say, oh, above the fold copy or value mm. position, USP or brand positioning statement or mm. whatever. So I just like they all kind of mean the same things. So I just call them magic words. So they're the words that, you know, invite somebody into your business and, and tell them what you do. And they're, you know, they're like 20, maybe 30 words, mm. um, but they're the first thing people see. Mm. And, you know, statistics show you only have eight seconds for somebody to like see that. So they're taking in all of it. They're taking a new brand. They're taking a new graphic, but, once they've taken that in, they read those words and that's where you just have to nail those yeah. um, because if you don't, you've done all that work to get people there and they just float away because you haven't, you know, it's just it's like that point that you just have to get that right in your business. Yeah. And so, I mean, I will admit I took like a month with this one piece of work but I just I kept testing it um, and I just wanted it to be, both easy but also quite everything I do has a bit of depth to it mm -hmm. I don't you know I'm not one I can't write you know um a thousand word blog post with seven things to do it's just never going to be how I work yeah. I wish I could I wish I could but yeah uh, you know I you know I've been getting a bit of help with my editing and streamlining and stuff thank goodness but um sorry but yeah so this is an hour and you go through all of these little mini exercises that when you add them all together um you've you've got like a lot of really good copy which you can use but you should be able to pick out the little words and phrases and put them together into your magic words which is like a, head, a headline subheadline mm. and um so, so one of the examples i used was wp curve actually because dan has done that really well because yes. he's got he's got a powerful headline he's got a subheadline he's got a he's got a a next action and then he's got some proof points that sit underneath that um and so his just ticks all the boxes so yeah, yeah. yeah and so a good website yeah. it's a great website and i, I think right. um it's i mean clear. and it's so amazing the, i don't want to be rude but there's so many bad websites out there and oh, it's just like you know how hard it is to even find 20 good examples yeah, yeah. that's so but i i thought you're um, yours is a good example too. Um, <laughs> yeah. We did have Dan help us yeah. as well on that. Page post, so no. Oh yeah, you're about us blog post. That yeah. was great. We're like, oh, we got a little feature. It, it's just so funny that, like, for some reason, we forget when we're working on our own websites, we forget how we consume other people's websites. So it's like, you know, when I go on a bad website, I'm like, ah, oh, boom, like get rid of that. Like, so it's mm. like important to keep that in mind like what makes you stay on a website mm. like it is those magic words and that headline like and the images yeah the images and oh you want to look yeah. at it and you're drawn to things yeah well the magic words their real job is okay i get it i get what happens here and then scroll right yeah. so the next part the next part's where you start going benefits and you know you start talking about yourself lower down you yeah. at the top you've got to meet them where they are so that they know this is where I can get what I'm been looking for. Mm, you know, like it's possible it's possible that I can do that. So mm. like the way I was thinking, because headlines, you know, I did all this research on headlines, all these 
templates and form, you know, things that a lot of them come from sales pages and stuff. But then I realized the headline just has to be something I want that I haven't been able to get or have. You know? It's just I want this. I know that I want it, but I haven't been able to find it and get it, you know. And so, um, yeah, so, no, it's been – I've really loved the project and I just finished it last week. So uh, just got to start – I actually just emailed my list this morning and said, I finally did this piece of work. I hope it really, really helps you. Um, and that, of course, leads into Brand360, which is wow. the product I was talking about before because I can't really run a Brand360 for somebody that doesn't have – you know, some people don't even have that on their website. They don't have anything that says what they do. They're just hoping people look at the products and can tell, you know. We used to have that. That was exactly our old website. Like, and Dan looked at it and was like, I can't even tell what you guys do. Like, yeah, what I are have you no about? idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. nothing. And I was like, oh, like, we just never thought about it. And coming from, like, a no website online background, like, most people do think like that they're just like oh yeah people will find it they'll stumble across it but it's just like oh duh yeah like you need to make sure you tick those boxes and have all that stuff done because that's really got me thinking that magic words thing oh good yeah I think for a lot of your um you know people it might really help them um it's an hour so it's detailed but Mm -hmm. and you have to pause to do your exercises, mm. which I hope people do and they don't just, like, listen to it and, and look at all the really good ones and go, all right. Just going to use this. <laughs> I go, it's soaked in, you know. I don't need to do it. Um, but, yeah, like I had to find, like even to find, like, the 30 or so examples in there, that was that, you know. I, I Like I started a folder about three years ago where I took screenshots of good um, – good websites and stuff and even some of them I went back to later and I go well I thought that was good at the time but you know um you know this whole kind of thing has moved on and um yeah I think um I should share it in seven day startup pro actually I think the people in there yeah oh well I'd love you to. So awesome. It sounds so good. Oh, my gosh. This episode has been, like, exciting. I'm like, we got to work on it. I, I have so many ideas. I'm like, we can do this with our brand and blah, blah, blah. So I know that our listeners have gone have gone gotten, gotten? <laughs> gotten? <laughs> Too much smoothie. Oh, my gosh. We just had a smoothie and I'm hyperactive from all the cacao. But... They have gotten a lot from this episode, Kate. Well done, Carla. Thank you. <laughs> now, we have one more question for you, but before we get to that, please share the best place that all of our listeners can find more information about you and all that you do. All right, so www.twowordsbuttogethertrueentrepreneur.com. Perfect. So my, my business is called True Entrepreneur because I was at this um, – it was a trade show thing with one of my best friends and she and I were talking and someone she know, she knows came up and she didn't know how to introduce me. So she says to this, this guy, well, she's a true entrepreneur, as in, you know, I really wasn't a potential customer of his or anything like that. I don't even think she meant it as a compliment. Wow. But on, far on the way home I thought, oh, I want that domain. Um, and I eventually got it because wow. it was gone into the auction. 
So I had to bid on it, but I got it really cheap. So, um, but it was so, I say to her, I give you credit for naming True Entrepreneur and she's like, well, you know, (laughs) I don't think she even meant it as a positive thing. It's hard to encapsulate what I do. So I thought I'd rather talk about a type of person that Mm. I serve rather than, Mm. um, and attract and sort of connect with people that way through their um, their great passion for being entrepreneurs. So oh, that's, um, that's so kind of how I did it. But yeah. anyway, so it's there's two E's, true and entrepreneur, and that's where I am. And I'd love to see your folks there. And um, yeah, that, that yeah, that's where you can find me. There's loads <laughs> of posts and stuff on there. And um, yeah, I, hopefully they can find their way through it. Definitely. We're going to post that will. link in the show notes. So yeah. everyone go and check it out, trueentrepreneur.com. And Kate, our last question is, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Oh, well, this is a good one. Um, and I wish I'd had a bit more warning because I don't think I'm going to be able to think of something off the top of my head. But you know what? I have been through many years in my life where I've worked way too hard mm-hmm. and so now um, you know it used to be work-life balance but now I'm all about life-work balance so I've switched it around I put my mental health and my time um, first and then I try and make my work fit in around it but of course I'm not doing anything fast enough but I'm also not trying to beat myself up over that so um yeah, no. I it's, love uh, it. I think it's a great uh, message a for everyone. Great, you know, yeah, I live in a great place. I live on the beach. So, um, you know, and I worked my butt off to get to this position. You know, I worked really hard for years and years to make sure my other business had team members and everything that could take all the all the slack. Um, and so all I do for that business now is some bits and pieces. So I've worked into a good position and I'm going to enjoy it. Well done. You're As amazing. you should. Oh, Kate, it's been so fun chatting to you on the podcast and we're so super grateful for all of the knowledge that you shared with us today. Oh, well, I've loved it. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. of love to Kate for coming on the show. We know that we got so much good stuff about our brand from that episode, so we know that you guys did too. So if you loved that episode, we would be so grateful if you gave us a five-star rating on iTunes because this makes more people find the podcast and then more people can get inspired. Yay! Have the best day ever. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.